We're back again with our Encounter with God, and as always, before we begin our Encounter with God, we have another clue for our quiz. I just want to say, um, if you are on Instagram, you should definitely go follow us, and if you're not on Instagram, you should get on Instagram. Um, our handle is faithfmlive, all one word, lowercase, faithfmlive, because in our Insta story, we give away clues ahead of time. And you can also watch some shenanigans that happen in between our, <laughs> in <laughs> yeah, between our right. on-air segments. Uh, <laughs> this morning's Insta story features tea heavily. <laughs> um, and uh, it seems that there is a division between the producers' um, and the presenters. office and the presenters. The yeah. producers say it tastes like grass and the presenters <laughs> are like, yeah, no, this is decent stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so our next clue is a little bit weird. Uh, what creature am I? Clue number three. Jesus told Peter that he would find money to pay their taxes inside one of these. Ah, there you go. So what kind of creature... Would you find money inside? Likes of? to swallow silvery things. Yeah. Well, I nearly gave another way a clue. I know. I know. <laughs> I was just like on the right. You just need to stop talking. This is like on the tip of my tongue to say silvery things in the. <laughs> okay, 1 800 Faith FM. I want to say it. I want to say it. Let me say it. Let me say it. Let me say it. Let me say it. 1 800 Faith FM. Just give us a call before Lyle just spoils everything. <laughs> 1-800-324-843 or text us 0491-064-669. I think if you give away the clue, I mean the the uh, the answer one more time, we need to start evoking some sort of punishment. Also, if you, oh, come on. If you have any come ideas for, for punishments that we can <laughs> if I do it every week. <laughs> stick on Lyle, give me a call as well. <laughs> okay, let's get into our study. So it's our encounter with God. Yes, and we're starting in Genesis chapter 1. Ooh, it's a good place to start. Genesis chapter 1. Verse 1. Verse 1. 1 and 1. No better place to start than the beginning. And this is the very beginning. Okay. I'm there. Mm -hmm. And I am drinking tea. You are drinking (laughs) tea that tastes like grass, apparently. Would you like me to read it out? No, it's got fennel and stuff and it's really nice. It's nice, isn't it? And it's... It's, to me, it tastes salty. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I actually wouldn't mind sprinkling a bit of salt in there. It's a little bit spicy. It tastes a little bit spicy. Yeah, yeah. That would probably be the uh, the fennel It tastes like the smell that you get when you walk into a spice shop. Oh, oh, that's very descriptive of you. Yeah. I love that smell. It actually is yeah, so true. It does taste or like Or if you walk in the bazaar, mm-hmm. it's the smell that you get walking in the bazaar in Shiraz. Oh, now we're getting fancy. In Iran. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that's what it tastes like. Iran. It tastes like that smell. You get these most amazing spice um, you know, because Bazaar has all the little different, you know, shop kind of things. And, and you have the most amazing, and they've got all these big piles of colourful spices. I don't even know what they are. Uh-huh. Um, but they're, they're, they're really decoratively set out and they smell so amazing. Wow. Mm. I mean, we want to go travelling right now. Go I'm actually in the process. Shiraz is a beautiful city. It is? Is that where, oh, yeah. the, is that where the, the, uh, the alcoholic beverage comes from, Shiraz? No. Okay, okay. No, definitely not. Yeah. This, is a, this is the Islamic, <laughs> oh, dry, the Islamic, dry place. Islamic Republic of Iran. There yeah. is no alcohol coming from there. Amen, amen. <laughs> uh, if you are interested, by the way, in uh, this dietist tea that we're all drinking this morning, um, I have actually, I'm just about to press uh, send on a photograph of it and it'll be on our um, Instagram, our Facebook and we'll be tweeting it. So if you're interested to see what it looks like, uh, just go check it out. Yeah, and the jury's out as to whether it works or not. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're still pretty hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to that free breakfast at the end of the show. Indeed. I'm indeed. having waffles. Okay, Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. 
Okay. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. Why don't you read for us verse two and three? Uh, oh, well... Read, read, read verse 2 as well. Okay. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Okay, so what does this passage teach us about how the Lord created our world and how long it took him to do so? Or if you keep reading, how long did it take him to do so? Like a split second, like he said, and there it was. Okay, so Big Bang Theory right here. Yeah. God said it, bang, there it was. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> I Just love power. the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has an incredible creative power, our God. He really does. You've got two options with the Big Bang Theory. There's two different versions of Big Bang you can uh-huh. have. You can have uh, nothing exploded mm-hmm. and created everything. Mm-hmm. Or you can have God mm-hmm. said something and bang, there it was. Yeah, I'm definitely... Now, the concept of something coming from an intelligent being is something that is uh, proven by the scientific method. You know, um, it is um, testable, observable, testable, and repeatable Mm -hmm. because you just created a nice T right here. So um, you created something. That's right. Mm -hmm. You created something from something. And, of course, God creates something from something. Mm -hmm. He doesn't create something from nothing. Yeah. Um, so he, God creates something from nothing, so for something from something, and evolution says that uh, nothing was something was created from nothing. Mm. Now I have to ask this question: one one of these follows the scientific method of being um, testable, repeatable, and what was that? What was that? I, I always mix myself up on these. Um, observable, observable, yeah. testable, and repeatable. Mm-hmm. The other, of course, has never been observed. It has never been tested, and it has never been repeated. Mm-hmm. So we have never ever observed nothing exploding. Mm-hmm. We have never been able to take nothing and blow it up. Yep. Um, and uh, so we've never been able to test it, and we've never been able to do it. Repeat doing it. That's true. So which one is more scientific than the other? Mm-hmm. Which one takes more faith than the other? And if to be you, honest, it, it you know anybody who has a really logical mind is going to say you know if you've got nothing, you can't have an explosion. Yeah, nothing can't explode. Mm-hmm. You have to have something. That's true. And if any of our listeners do believe it, I do challenge you to go and just make a cup of tea with nothing. <laughs> See, <laughs> how you get. See how and, far you give get. Give us a call. Let us know what it tastes like. One eight hundred three two four eight four three is our number. What does <laughs> nothing taste like in a mug, teacup, whatever? <laughs> I only drink my tea in a mug. Yeah, it's more. It's bigger. It. Yeah. <laughs> teacup's just frustrating. It's like, it's why it. would you? Why would you put tea in a teacup? That's just. It's over in two sips. Yeah, it's just uh, pure frustration. Okay, so God has said, "Let there be light," and there was mm-hmm. light. Mm-hmm. And then he said the light was good. Mm-hmm. Hang on, I do have a question, Lyle. Mm-hmm. You've just said it has to be observable, repeatable, and... Testable, testable observable, and yeah, repeatable. Yeah. <laughs> who observed God creating? Like, how do we have this account in the Bible? Like, who saw that? Yeah, okay. So the universe, obviously, looking on, saw that to mm-hmm. begin with, the angels and so forth and whoever is else there is that is out there. And it was communicated to Moses, who wrote this down, by the Holy Spirit. Okay. And so a prophet is somebody who writes about the past, the present, and the future under the influence of God, either by the impressions of the Holy Spirit speaking to him directly um, or the voice of God, the audible voice of God, or by um, visions and dreams. That's how God communicates with, um, with people who have the gift of prophecy. And that's how Moses was able to write this account down. Um, certainly, no human being was there to observe it 
test mm-hmm. it and repeat it. Mm-hmm. But the concept of what is spoken of here of something coming from uh, or something being created by an intelligent being is uh, something that that principle the principle is observable testable and repeatable in what way like okay so you just covered observable but how how is it um, testable like this okay creation, creation itself account. creation itself is not but the principle of creation mm-hmm. that's what I'm talking about okay so the principle of creation is that all things were created from something by an intelligent being that's the principle of creation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and what I'm saying is that principle of things being created from something by an intelligent being is observable, repeatable, and testable. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to ask you after this little break in a second how it is that it is um, repeatable, I guess, okay. in, yeah. in a way. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Good question to ask, I think. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, so you've been asking me how this principle works. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you a demonstration of the principle. No human being observed creation. No human being can um, can test creation or repeat creation. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Is it, are we clear on that? Yeah. But what I'm saying is the principle behind creation, mm-hmm. where an intelligent being creates something from something. Okay, yeah. Is observable, repeatable, and testable. And we have a prime example right here on the desk in front of us in our cup of tea. If you wanted to take the effort, you could observe the people who made the tea mm-hmm. and how they manufactured how, how they grew it, how they uh, manufactured it, how they blended the ingredients. They used their intelligence to blend the ingredients to make a nice flavor. They put it into a tea bag, which has function and form and purpose, um, put it into a cardboard box, printed information on that cardboard box, uh, sent it out through a distribution network, um, and then it's purchased, and then we add hot water to it, and it turns into a pleasant beverage that we're sitting here drinking right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, You can observe all of that, mm-hmm. and then if you want to repeat it, Mm-hmm. You can um, you can you can repeat it yourself and go through that whole same process and create your own kind of tea. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should try that. Oh, absolutely! I love the mon, to blend. The, mon, the mon blend of tea. Oh, that sounds good. Monty, cool. <laughs> Monty, yeah, Monty. See what you did there? Yeah, Monty. <laughs> My dad has a dog named Monty. Big shout out to Monty this morning. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. Uh, um, that actually really works. You, know, you <laughs> yeah, really should do that. Okay, so you can you can observe it being done. Then you can repeat it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you can do it again. Make your own blend of tea. And then you can test it. Okay. And test whether it tastes good or not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so, so that's the principle that we're dealing with here is that, that God created our world from something and he was intelligent. So an intelligent being creating something from something. Okay, it does actually make a lot more sense, you know, observable, testable, repeatable, to, you know, with intelligent design as opposed to trying all that with nothing. Yeah. You, yeah. you think about, okay, how many atheists are in the world that are going to claim that your box of uh, tea bags over there came out of a, a random explosion? Yes, yeah, it's, it's just so unfathomable. And yet they're going to say that you came from a random explosion. Mm-hmm. Now, your tea box there has function. Mm-hmm. It holds bags of teas. It has form. It's nice and square, so it packs away easily for shipping and for storage in your 
Tantry. Mm-hmm. Um, it has information written all over it. Mm-hmm. It has artistic design. Mm-hmm. But I want you to think about all of those things that your box of tea has right there and compare them to yourself. Oh, it's got Do you have information? Yeah, heaps. Yeah. Your DNA um, has like so much information you could never ever record it in, uh, on paper in, in books in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got massive amounts of information and the information on this can only be read from left to right. Mm-hmm. Your DNA can be read from left to right, right mm-hmm. to left, up and down, and every other different angle within it. Oh, really? That's the complexity of DNA, and that's wow. how much information that DNA can wow. hold. Um, so you've got information. Do you have form? Yes. And is your form functional? Yes. Because you walked to work this morning, right? It's true. So it's very, very functional. Is it more functional than a square box? Way more functional. Can you do more things than a square box can Heaps do? Heaps more. Okay, so is uh, um, this box has artistic design. Do you have artistic design? Yes, a lot. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Uh, you are a beautiful woman. Oh, Praise thanks, God. Thanks, and so um, you have artistic design and, and nobody's going to, uh, to deny that. Is your artistic de- de- design significantly more beautiful than the picture of a, the half picture of a flower on this box? I sure hope so, Lyle. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. All right. So what do we talk about? Artistic design, function, form. Um, I can't remember all the things we, 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 we talked about. Um, but, you know, you have all of these so much more than what we're looking at here. Mm-hmm. And yet the atheist will say the cardboard box was created and you came about by a random explosion. Chance. It just boggles my mind. That this is the result of intelligence. This cardboard box is the result of intelligence. But I'm an accident. But you're not. Yeah, no. And look at the complexity that you have because you have, you know, cardboard box, can it reproduce? No. Can you? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's pretty special, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, I'm alive. The, I have consciousness and Can the cardboard can the, can the, Yeah, all of those things. Yeah. All of those things. Infinitely more complex. And also, I can create another cardboard box. This cardboard box couldn't create another cardboard box. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Absolutely. <laughs> because, and, and so this is the whole argument for intelligent design, mm-hmm. is that um, the complexity of the human body is beyond the possibility of coming about by chance. And the design, the evidence that there is within the human body for design, and you can take any part of you know, what you find in creation, and it is all infinitely more complex um, than, you know... Well, think about your brain, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, for your brain... For, for human beings to create a computer that would equal the computing power of your brain would require all the... Uh, to run it, it would require all the power-generating systems that we have in New South Wales. Wow. So that's all our solar wind and coal-fired power stations would be required to run a computer as powerful as your brain. And yet your brain can run off uh, a chocolate bar three times a day. It's true. That's not much. You, know? <laughs> you think about how incredibly efficient a system your brain is compared to a computer. Mm-hmm. You know that's a, that's a, that's a pretty big um, comparison. So and, and think about this, right? Think about the uh, think about the information on this cardboard box here, right? How hard is it to destroy that information? Oh, super easy. I, I, I could tear it in half and spread it around the office, mm-hmm. and you can't read it anymore. Mm-hmm. How hard is it to destroy the the information in your body? Yeah, a lot. Harder. A terrorist could walk in here, 
let off a bomb, mm-hmm. you could be spreading very small pieces all over the office mm-hmm. and then a forensic scientist could walk in, swab up one drop of blood mm-hmm. and know everything there is to know about you. Yeah, What's wow. more, he could do that 100 years from now and still find out all that information. Wow. You can't destroy you – know, DNA is really, really robust – uh, form of storage of information. You try storing, you know, information on your on your phone like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's impossible. You know, on a computer chip, uh, you drop your phone. Oh, there yeah. goes the information. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly Bang. what I was about to say. Drop you know? it in the water. You're done. Blow up a human. Blow up a body with uh, with with a bomb, and the DNA is still can still be read and understood and you know identified. This is an incredible topic. I'm, I'm really enjoying this. If you have an opinion about this, or maybe if you have a question, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. Or you can text us, 0491-064-669. Creation is always a hot topic. And I do have a hard question for Lyle after our next song break. So stay tuned. I'm going to ask him a big question. Yeah. Okay. Bring it on. Bring it on. Because yeah. I'm actually going to tell you about a, uh, a super, super conference that's coming up talking about this subject. Oh, very exciting. Well, this is Watermark with the song Captivate Us. Your face is beautiful And your eyes are like the stars Your gentle hands have healing They're inside the scars Your loving arms, they draw me near And your smile, it brings me peace Draw me closer, oh my Lord Draw me closer, Lord, to Thee And captivate us, Lord Jesus Set our eyes on You Devastate us with Your presence Falling Rushing river, draw us nearer Holy fountain, consume us with you And captivate us, Lord Jesus, with you Sing 
Mac, you are listening to Faith FM Australia. We are here doing the Encounter with God section, but before we jump back into our creation um, study, which I'm going to ask Lyle, I'm going to hit him over the head with a really big question. Let me give you another clue for our quiz. So this is a what creature am I quiz. So far, we've discovered that this uh, was mentioned in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 39. We found that it was came into existence on the fifth day of creation. We found out that Jesus told Peter he would find money to pay taxes inside one of these animals. And our next clue is, before Peter, James, and John became Jesus' disciples, their full-time occupation was to catch me. If you know what their occupation was, what were they catching? Give me a call. Tell me what creature this is. The number is 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. Or you can text me 0491-064-669. You can even message me on Facebook if you like. It's Faith FM Australia. And if you get the answer right, tell me what animal that is. I will send you the prize. Very exciting. Lyle. Have you ever caught any? I have. I was actually thinking about it the other day. I was like, do you know what? This used to be one of my favorite activities. And if I wasn't vegetarian, I'd probably still really enjoy doing it. Are you giving clues away? No, it says what creature am I? <laughs> what creature am I? I think we all know that it's an animal and that vegetarians don't eat animals. So, But yeah, it's a, catching them is actually one of the a very relaxing, enjoyable activity. I mean, it, it can be a bit more, you know, full on exciting, but I used to really enjoy um, doing it and I wouldn't... Oh, yesterday I caught a record-breaking one. 
What? what? I'm so nervous you're going to get And they got a record, record breaking one um, of a particular species of these off the uh, south coast of New South Wales. Oh, ah, mm. how about that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I was thinking, it's so funny. I literally was thinking like two or three days ago, I'm like, man, the only sucky thing about not eating animals is that I can't go out and do this activity. <laughs> <laughs> you are very close to saying it. <laughs> It'd be a nice activity to just all right, sit all right, there right, in right, the right, sunshine. Right, right. Okay, so what's this question? Okay, okay, up? okay. All right, so we're talking about, you know, creation and, and, uh, and how it takes an intelligent, you know, intelligent design, an intelligent being to create. Mm-hmm. Um, Cool. I subscribe to that wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Question I have, who created God? Yeah, Where good God question. Come okay, from? Yeah, yeah, did good God question. come out of a big bang? All right, so we've got, to, we've got to think of the uh, concept of cause and effect, right? Yes. Where you have an effect, you have a cause. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're sitting in a chair, right? Yes. Uh, that is an effect. Mm-hmm. It was caused by something. And if you go back through the history of that chair, you can find who caused it and why it was caused. Mm-hmm. Okay, so cause and effect um, comes into play here. Now, of course, an evolutionist will say that that chair was not caused by anything. Is the, the, the concept of evolution mm-hmm. would say that uh, you were not caused by anything. Life, the universe, whatever was not caused by anything. It was caused by nothing. Mm-hmm. So evolution um, denies the law of cause and effect. Okay. So if you're going to have an effect... You have to have a cause at the beginning of that. All right? Yep. So that brings you then to God. Mm-hmm. And so what that then requires is that if you're going to have a universe, if you're going to have life, if you're going to have creation, you have to have a cause for it that takes you back to God. But then that cause has to be an uncaused cause. Okay. Okay, so that then takes you out of the realm of the physical and into the realm of the supernatural mm-hmm. or the spiritual. Mm-hmm. And this is where the Bible is so clear because the Bible says that God is spiritual and supernatural. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the Bible says that the uncaused cause of sorry, the 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 cause of everything is a supernatural and spiritual being, which is um, which can account for it. Whereas evolution, which says that uh, there is no cause, is you know. That that just you know completely denies the, uh, the 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 concept of cause and effect. Now, if you are going to have an uncaused cause, in other words, a spiritual being who is supernatural, um, that that being would have to be eternal. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a requirement. Yeah. Um, because and, and that's what the Bible says. You know, before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth or the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. So we are looking for a being here that is eternal. Mm-hmm. That is spiritual. Mm-hmm. That is supernatural. Mm-hmm. That is all powerful. That very much describes God. Yeah. So the Bible says, "Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty." Okay, so we've got a caller coming in. Ah, uh, that that sounds like uh, something interesting. All right. So um, just uh, yes, who have we got on the phone? Hello. Okay, we'll come to our caller in just a moment. And uh, before we do, we'll just continue on here that um, this cause must be non-material mm-hmm. because if it was material, it would be subject to the same uh, laws and principles of um, decay that we find elsewhere mm-hmm. you know, within the universe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, that would be a... Uh, that, 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 would, that would then mean that God was not eternal and that God was not God and then you'd have to have a cause for God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
you can only have you know it ha- the, the the cause has to be spiritual or non-material for it to be eternal okay yeah I think a lot of people, when they get to heaven, one of the first questions they'll ask will be, hey, God, where did you come from? Um, You know, when I was a little girl, I I did ask this question. And I remember my dad telling me, you know, both creation and evolution do take a measure of faith. Um, But the one that makes the most sense and that, to be honest, takes the least amount of faith is actually to believe in the existence of God. Mm. Because we don't have all the answers. Nobody has all the answers. No No one here on earth saw creation. No one saw evolution. Um, but to believe evolution takes a lot more faith because it's a lot more, you know, preposterous. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's no question that, um, um, you know, there's no question that, you know, Christianity requires faith as all religion requires faith. It's just that evolution requires more faith. Okay. Um, I think our caller got scared and hung up. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe we answered his question in the in while we were talking, and he yeah. We'll have to ask our producers. Can our producers tell us with a uh, a nod or a shake of the head whether you got the quiz correct? Oh, yeah. oh got it, it correct. was an answer to the quiz. Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, it was it was a, it was a dude. Oh, uh, good on him. Guys love to go fishing. Yeah, maybe because I said fishing. I mean, we were talking about fishing, but yeah, it was a no, fish. No, you did not say fishing. I didn't you say fishing. You nearly said. I nearly said fishing, but I was talking about fishing, and I think he knew. <laughs> so, yeah, it, the answer to the, what creature am I was fish. Um, and I do, I did, when I was younger, I did really enjoy fishing. Just sitting out in the sun, you know, at the beach or at a lake or something with a fishing rod and just having that peaceful, nice, yeah, anyway. I just didn't like killing the fish. <laughs> if there was a way to fish without killing fish, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit of a sad thing to do, but um, I have to admit, I enjoy going fishing on those occasions when I go with somebody who is not a vegetarian because, you know, being a vegetarian is very pointless to catch fish. That's right. But if I'm with somebody else who, who's going to eat the fish and put them to use, then hey, Mm-hmm. I do enjoy going out and trying to uh, deceive fish. Well, thank you for joining us today for our Encounter with God section and for answering our quiz. Good on you, mate, for getting that right. We appreciate you calling in. And uh, stick around. We have some the question of the day coming up next. You can give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. Uh, ask us the question of the day and Lyle will tackle that live on air for you.
that was Reggie Smith and Nathan Young. Now is the day here on Faith FM. And we have, oh, congratulations to Ron a moment ago who um, answered the quiz, by the way. But we have question of the day right now. What is a, a listener yes. sent the question in? So, so actually, well, question? actually, it's a bit mysterious because we came into the studio this morning and there was a question on a piece of paper sitting on our desk. Ooh, and we have no idea where it came from. Someone must have called up while we yeah, were someone must have called not up. in the studio. Yep, and got left there for us. The question is... Is there a sin that is too bad to be forgiven? I'm worried I've gone too far. Oh, well, the answer is yes. Yes, there is a sin. No, you haven't gone too far, but yes, there is a sin that uh, cannot be forgiven. Okay, and how do I know that you have not gone too far? Okay, I'm going to read to you um, in a moment here when I can find it. It's just disappeared out of my Bible. Here it is right here in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 31. I'm going to read about the sin that cannot be forgiven. It says this, Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven against men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit shall not be forgiven to men. Whoever speaks against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him, but whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. And there are a lot of people who who look at this passage and say, well, you know, I've probably spoken against the Holy Spirit at some particular point in my life, and I really, really want to be forgiven, but clearly I can't be. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what where this person is coming from. We need to, to understand the sin against the Holy Spirit. You need to understand the work and the function and the purpose of the Holy Spirit. And to do that, we're going to go to the Gospel of John because the Bible says that all sin that is confessed, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, 1 John 1, 9, to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So all confessed sin is forgiven. Okay, so in the Gospel of John, if we go over to John chapter 14, verse 26, the Bible says, But the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, which is the, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. So here we have the first function of the Holy Spirit, and that is to teach all things. He's going to teach us everything we need to know. We come down a little bit further in chapter 16 and verse 13. It says, Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you in all truth. So the first thing the Holy Spirit does is he teaches you what the truth is. The second thing he does is guide you so that you stay in the truth. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Then you come down uh, up a little bit. It says um, in verse 8, When he, the Holy Spirit, is come, he will reprove the world of sin and righteousness and judgment. So here's how the Holy Spirit works. First, the Holy Spirit teaches you the truth. Then as you are walking along your journey, he guides you so that you stay in the truth. Mm-hmm. And then when you're walking along and you fall out of the truth, he reproves you mm-hmm. and tells you, get back on the path again. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what happens if you reject the Holy Spirit to the point that the Holy Spirit can no longer reach you, and then you fall off the path? Well, then you can't hear the Holy Spirit, and you're, you're is done. It, is there anything to even tell you you are not on the path? No, you wouldn't even hear it. You wouldn't, you wouldn't even be worried. You wouldn't even be worried. Okay, so anyone who is worried about committing the unpardonable sin has not committed it. Yep. The person who falls off the path, and there is no voice to tell them to get back on the path, has no conscience. Mm. They're never going to think about God or the Holy Spirit or taken into account whatsoever at all. If you have a conscience, mm-hmm. you have not committed the unpardonable sin. If you have something that tells you on occasions you've done the wrong thing, you have not committed the unpardonable sin. If you are worried about it and asking questions about it, you have not committed the unpardonable sin. 
And so that's good news, I think, for most of us today. Hi, my name is Aluka. I go to Townsville Seventh-day Adventist Church. We would love to have you join us on Saturday at 9.30 for Sabbath School Kids Program and then the main service at 10.45 a.m. For more information, Google Seventh-day Adventist Church, Townsville City. Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Australia. This is my favourite part of the show. 
we are going to give away some free stuff. So get your phone out. We've already given away some stuff already today. Get your phone out. Get your finger ready. The number is 1-800-FAITH-FM. You already know this. It's 1-800-324-843. Or you can be the first person to text 0491-064-669. You know what? Message me on Facebook if you want. As long as you're the first person through. We are giving away today a DVD. I thought it would be nice. Tell it to the world. DVD right here. Movie. We can send it out today and be with you in time for the weekend. You have some nice weekend viewing. Yeah, I, I, I heard there was some rain coming here to the Hunter region, so maybe oh. in the Hunter region, you know. Even more reason to stay yep. inside and watch DVDs. Hot cup of, Ex- hot cup of herbal tea. Yeah, hot cup of Dieters <laughs> <laughs> herbal tea. And you can watch this movie, except on Sunday. On Sunday, you must come out to the Maitland Markets showground and you can come visit me and Shell, uh, our producer. We have a store. We're going to be flogging our junk and you can support our, um, Unbelievable. our poverty <laughs> and buy some nice stuff. But yes, tell the world DVD. You've seen this Lyle I have how good is it I saw this before anybody else did how did you manage that I got a previewing um, of one of the early cuts because I'm a friend of the producer. Oh, look who's special. You're, <laughs> you seem to be a friend of a lot of producers. You're, I mean, you're a husband to the, our producer here. and <laughs> Friend of the producer and friend of the director. Um, and uh, if you go to some of the um, – there's, there's a whole bunch of back information on this particular DVD where you can – it deals with a lot of the uh, backstory. Oh, yeah. And I contributed uh, to some of the um, – Areas in there as well. Oh wow! How yes, that? I had a little bit. I had a little bit to do with this one. Had a little bit. It was yeah. It was great. Well, as we are speaking, I'm snapping a picture of it. And I'm, I'm just. I'm just trying to make a claim to fame right here. And yes, you do are. Do a bit of name dropping, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why not? It's a great movie. You all should watch it. So give us a call one 843 or text us on zero four nine one. I'm taking a picture of it right now. Zero six four. Six six nine. I'm taking a picture of it right now, and I'm going to put it up on our um, social media. If you want to see what it looks like, just uh, jump on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. I'm about to tweet about it. Okay, there you go. Mon is becoming an avid tweeter. Yeah, I tweeted for the first time the other day. I was very proud of myself. There you go. But uh, yeah, well, thank you so much for joining us for the show. It's been wonderful having you around. We are going to uh, be heading off for the rest of the day to our breakfast. We're very excited about our free breakfast. Bring it on. Time to eat some food and do away with this uh, diet tea. Um, If you'd like to know more about the Bible, contact us. What? It's actually worked. You're not hungry anymore? Yep, it's worked. <laughs> okay, no free breakfast for you. <laughs> oh, believe me, by the time I sit down to eat, it will all bets will be off. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow morning after the 7 o'clock news. We look forward to hearing from you then. Tell us what you're grateful for. Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM.
Is the love.